The Terps win their third straight. You are a Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use code locked on college for a first time deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Daily fantasy sports made easy. The Terps win their third straight last night against Ryder in Maryland basketball. Looks like they may have found themselves, and we go from a three-game losing streak where we looked in the dumpster, we looked like we weren't going to see the next day, and it looked like it was going to be a terrible season for Maryland basketball. And I'm not saying that we're back and we're ready to go and that we're a tournament team now and we're on the better teams in the Big Ten and all that kind of stuff that we thought going into the season, but I'm here to say that the Terps are definitely starting to find themselves and they're definitely starting to figure things out. And Kevin Willard has flipped the switch for sure because the way the season started, the way we were we couldn't score, the way the defensive lapses are that we had, all those different things that were happening at the beginning of the season, losing a game to UAB that we absolutely never should have lost, losing a game to Davidson that we had no business losing, and then losing to a team like Villanova who – is a very good team, but when you get demolished and crushed with the, some of the talent that Maryland has and two guys that are potential all Big Ten guys that Maryland has and Julian Reese and Jameer Young, you shouldn't really get blown out and put up only 15 points in the first half against Villanova. But sometimes that's what teams need. They need to get blown out. They need to get humbled. They need to get – they need to do all those things – lose a couple games, look bad, not be able to score, have defensive issues. All those things sometimes can help a team find themselves better and get humbled and have team meetings sometimes, having player-only meetings and whatever, and say, hey, we came out too cocky. We're not as good as we thought we were at all. We got a lot to work on. We got to work harder in these certain areas. We can't do this in certain areas. Maybe we thought we could get away with this, but our team might not be good enough to get away with that. So I think that they learned Many different lessons that have came together, and the Terps now look a lot better winning three straight. And, yes, it hasn't been against the best opponents. We haven't beaten, like, a Power 5 type of team, but we still look a whole lot better. I mean, it's only been UMBC. South Alabama and Ryder, but I feel a lot more confident now going into the Indiana game, our first Big Ten test, the biggest game of the season so far. I feel a lot more confident now going into that game than I did before after this three-game winning streak and how we looked last night against Ryder. We looked pretty solid. I thought a lot of things were pointing up. I'm It looks like we're climbing up the mountain and doing things really well. And I want to start off with, I think we have just found out more about ourselves. And that's part of basketball. It's part of any sport. It takes a while to figure out all these different things, especially for a coach, especially in basketball. 
Number one, I think we have figured out our lineup. We figured out our starting lineup. Jameer Young, Deshaun Harris-Smith, um, Julian Reese, Dante Scott, and Jordan Geronimo. I think a lot of people going in thought Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith would start, but we learned that two freshmen in our starting lineup isn't going to work. It, we showed it against Villanova, and we've decided to go with more experience overall with Jordan Geronimo in there. And I'm going to talk about Jordan Geronimo a little bit later, but Jordan Geronimo has proven that he deserves to be in that starting five. And Kaiser is going to be a really good player off the bench for the Terps. But I think we have found a really solid unit in that starting five. And I wasn't sure about the starting five. I wasn't sure about the rhythm to start the season because it didn't look great. I wasn't sure about Geronimo kind of playing the three, but it looks more like now Dante Scott is more the three in that lineup, which makes a lot more sense to me. And Jordan Geronimo is more the four. And I think that plays to our strength overall, because I remember in the beginning of the season, Jordan Geronimo was taking a lot of threes. I felt like he was playing outside the arc. Now I see him inside more, especially when we go into zone looks. And I think it's good to have that versatility in that lineup where Dante Scott can put the ball in the deck at the three, but he can also be down low and post guys up. And same thing with Jordan Geronimo. We have really good versatility there, and all both of those guys can guard one through five, in my opinion. So I think we have figured out our starting lineup that has kind of meshed and has definitely come together overall. And I think Julian Reese and Jameer Young have found themselves. I'm not saying that they started the season slow. Everyone else was kind of behind them to start, and that kind of makes sense. These were the two guys that are predicted to be all Big Ten type of players. But basically, I'm saying is that they weren't playing their best basketball yet. They still struggled. Julian Reese struggled at times um, in the free throw line, scoring points in certain games. But now it looks like Julian Reese and Jameer Young have found themselves and have gotten back into the in-season for and look like our two best players like they should be. They look like potential All-American type of players. They look like All-Big Ten type of players, which they were supposed to. So I think those two guys have found their confidence, and they looked great last night against Ryder. Jul Julian Reese had 22 points and 12 rebounds, while Jameer Young had 22 points and five assists. Like I said, they're playing at that top-notch level that we would expect them to, and I saw Julian Reese shoot the ball really well last night from the free throw line, which we haven't seen a ton of from Julian Reese. He kind of has that hitch in his shot, um, which I was kind of hoping he would get rid of, but he hasn't gotten rid of, rid of it yet. And he struggled at times from the free throw line, but Julian Reese shot 14 to 17 last night from the free throw line. And when Julian Reese is making a high percentage of, of his free throws and he has the confidence to play aggressively down low and we get the ball into him, he's going to get like 20 points Um any game he basically wants, and he's getting double-doubles almost every game. He's a great offensive and defensive rebounder. So Julian Reese looks like himself again, and that's been a huge takeaway from these last three games and last night against Ryder. And Jameer Young also looks very good again and looks like the All-Big Ten type of player that we expected. Like I said, 22 points and five assists for Jameer Young. So those two guys are playing their best basketball like we would expect. And that's one of our biggest reasons that I say that we are finding ourselves again and we are finding what we are supposed to be. And it starts with those two guys overall. But I think down the line, we looked a lot more balanced scoring the ball, especially last night against Ryder. Different guys outside of Julian Reese and Jameer Young are scoring. Obviously, we're going to depend on those two to put up about 40 a night between those two, but we know we need more than that. And it looks like Jordan Geronimo has caught a hot streak where 
He had 15, and he looks to even out the scoring and bounce it out. Jahari Long had seven off the bench. Jamie Kaiser finally got his shot going with two made threes. He went two or three from the three-point arc. And then Deshaun Harris-Smith, even though his shot is still struggling, if his shot improves, he's going to be able to put up like 12, 13 points a game, which would be huge for the Terps. But he was able to get nine with his shot and his free throw percentage still being really low. So it's important to stay balanced because those pieces around Julian Reese and Jameer Young – Julian Reese and Jameer Young can only take us so far. It's those supporting pieces that really are going to take you to the next level. And we're starting to see that. We saw that against Ryder, and we've seen that against UMBC. But we didn't see that at the beginning of the season. That's why I feel a little bit more confident. And even though it's not against the best comp competition, we weren't playing the best competition in our three-game losing streak. Besides Villanova, which is a very good team, Villanova is kind of the outlier in the situation. Besides Villanova, Davidson, UAB, those aren't – Two special of teams. Davidson is, Davidson's a solid team, but I'm not going to go ahead and say they're a top 25 team in the country. So overall, the fact that it looks more balanced, even though the competition hasn't been great, makes me feel a lot better going into the Indiana game. Seeing a guy like Noah Batchelor hit two threes. Like I said, Jamie Kaiser looking like he found a shot. And then Jordan Geronimo breaking out. And Dante Scott. Dante Scott only had six game points against Ryder, but – the two games before that, he had been in double digits and been doing what we expect Dante Scott to do. So we looked a lot more balanced scoring the ball. Give credit to Kevin Willard for finding looks for different players and getting different guys involved. But overall, the team looks a lot more balanced. Our two stars are playing well. And then also, we did something we had it done all season last night. Last night, we shot 40% from the three point line which i'm still surprised that we did we went eight for 20 from the three-point line a big part of it was jameer young going four for seven and jamie kaiser going two for three and noah bachelor also adding two threes but for us to shoot 40 percent is huge and for jameer young to have his shot going going into big time play is big because at times he's been a little bit of a streaky shooter we know he can get to the basket we know he can do Basically, he can do everything, but he's streaky shooter sometimes. But when he's shooting the ball well, he is so dangerous. He might just be the best player in the conference when he's shooting the ball well because it's so hard to stop him when you have to play up on him. And teams give him the shot. If you saw Ryder's game plan, it was clearly to go under screens and let him kind of shoot the ball. But he proved that he can do it when he shoots four for seven. We'll take that every day of the week. So the shooting has gotten Better in terms of this game, the shooting looked a lot better against Ryder. So having a good shooting game going into Indiana was really imperative, in my opinion, because I was starting to think we were never going to shoot the ball above 20% from the three-point line, but we were able to do that. And then lastly, our defense has looked so much better. The 2-2 press looks a lot better. And then also there's so many less defensive lapses and miscommunications if you remember early on especially in the Asheville championship there were some bad misses on defense in the worst parts of the game and closeout situations where we needed stops there was a bunch of miscommunications and a bunch of guys that were left wide open those that has kind of got those that has kind of gone away in a big way and the defense looks overall a lot better Julian Reese is absolutely a rim protector he got four blocks last game he's been putting up a ton of blocks every game it feels like and so right now the defensive effort looks a lot better for the Terps so overall I think the Terps have started to found themselves there's still a long way to go and we got to see what it looks like against Indiana but the Terps basketball 
looks a lot better. All Big Ten defense came out yesterday, and the coaches in media messed up big time. I'll tell you about that after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and starts, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Like if you pick Patrick Mahomes over his projected yardage and Justin Herbert over his expected yard yardage, and you can make some money. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college if you think you have the skill and use code locked on college for a first time deposit. You won't regret using prize picks. The all Big Ten defense came out yesterday, and I could not believe that this Maryland football got snubbed. This Maryland football player got snubbed. But let's talk about first of all the players that made it on this list from the Maryland Terrapins of course and let's recognize tar heap still second team all big 10 and have a career tar heap still what a career he has had at maryland he's been playing since he was a freshman freshman all american done amazing thing for the turps i can't say enough good things about tar heap still and we looked bad at the back end a lot of the time when he was out. We didn't look comfortable, especially that second half against Ohio State. We needed Tarheep still. We needed someone to match up with Marvin Harrison Jr., and we didn't really have that when Tarheep still was out. But Tarheep still absolutely deserves to be second team all Big Ten. He's one of the best corners in the conference, and he's going to go into the NFL, and I think he has a pretty clear path into the NFL if if he can test well and everything, I think he'll definitely get drafted. I can't wait to see what he does. But this is a this is a conference loaded with really good defensive talent and really good talent in the secondary. Some of the best secondaries and some of the highest draft picks in the NFL draft are going to come from this conference. And, of course, the SEC, too, and some other conferences, some of the other Power Fives. But the Big Ten, I would say, is only second to the SEC in terms of defensive talent year in, year in, and year out. So for Tarheep still to be second team all Big Ten is huge for the Terps. And like I said, what a season Tarheep still had. Second team all Big Ten, five interceptions, two pass deflections, and absolutely was huge. Single-handedly won us one game where he had two interceptions against Nebraska where a game we were not supposed to win. Tar Heap still won us that game. And usually you talk about quarterbacks. Maybe you talk about a wide receiver making a play that wins you the game. But Tar Heap still, two interceptions really won us that game because I don't think we win that game without Tar Heap still in the lineup. But overall, like I said, have a year, Tar Heap still. Now let's go on to our second player that was third team, all Big Ten, all conference. Ruben Hippolyte. Actually, this I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't lie very much. This surprised me that Ruben Hippolyte was all conference. Not because I didn't think he had a good year. He had a phenomenal year. He did had showed his leadership, showed that he improved. He had an up and down year last year because he was injured. But Ruben Hippolyte has really waken up and has shown 
that he's one of the best linebackers in the conference and maybe the entire country. I mean, he had a really solid season and he exceeded my expectations because I came into the year not even knowing if he was going to be our starter at linebacker. I knew that Jason Barham was going to start because we knew Jason Barham was freshman All-American. We knew Jason Barham was more one of the more talented players that we have, maybe the most talented players that we had. We know the way that the coaches have talked about him. We know all these different things about Jason Barham and the freshman season that he had and the explosiveness and the size, all those things combined that Jason Barham had. We knew about that, but – I thought Caleb Wheatland had a chance to be a starter next to Barham. I thought that Gote might get some reps, and all those guys did get reps. But, but Ruben Hippolyte showed that he deserved to be all-conference and that he was the most consistent linebacker day in and day out for the Maryland Terrapins. So what a year for Ruben Hippolyte. He exceeded my expectations and congratulations to Hippolyte for surprising a lot of people and having an all Big Ten type of year. There's a ton of good linebackers. Like I said, there's a ton of good corners. There's a ton of good linebackers in the Big Ten. We know Ohio State has one of the best. We know that Penn State has a really good linebacker that has a chance that will be a first round pick in next year's draft in Abdul Carter. They have a ton of good linebackers in the Big Ten. So Ruben Hippolyte to be recognized amongst those guys is really big. And then honorable mention, Quayshon Fuller, Jayshon Barham, Jaquan Shepard. I had no problem with those three guys. I thought those three guys had very solid seasons. I expected a little bit more from Jayshon Barham at times. I thought he was a little bit quiet. A big part of that still is I think we rotate a ton with our players, especially at the linebacker room. There's a lot of guys to get in. Next, you're looking for Barham to have a an insane year, depending on how the linebacker room looks and how much he plays. But I didn't think Jason Barham necessarily took a huge step up. Maybe, maybe if I go back and watch the film over, maybe I see something different. But I think it was similar to his freshman year. So next year, I look for him to take a step up. So I had no problem with those three guys being honorable mentions. Still, a really good season from those three. But Bo Braid should not have been an honorable mention. This is where my problem comes in. Bo Braid should have been, I don't care if it's first team, second team, or third team, but there is no way that Bo Braid, after the season I saw him have, after the impact he had on the Maryland defense, and how well he played against the Michigans of the world, and the Ohio States of the world, how good I saw him play against those type of teams, no way Bo Braid should have just been an honorable mention. I've talked about it with Bo Braid. I think he's going to be a high, a pretty high NFL draft pick. I'm talking maybe a fourth, fifth, third rounder. I think Bo Braid definitely has that ability depending on how well he tests at the combine. And other people see that ability. CBS had him projected at, as a fifth round pick. He just got invited to the senior bowl, an official invite to the senior bowl, and he accepted it. So Bo Braid to me is for sure one of the best players in the conference, one of the best safeties in the conference. And his stats showed that last year he led our team in tackles. This year he was led our team in tackles. He had a forced fumble, he had an interception. If you watch the games, the versatility that he bring in terms of pass defense, in terms of run defense, the leadership that he had in the back end. If you go back and watch the film, and maybe the interception numbers don't tell you that, but if you go back and watch Bo Bray throughout the season, there's no way you can come away saying that 
Bo Braid was not one of the best safeties in the Big Ten. And I know honorable mention technically still means he had a great season and he was one of the best safeties in the Big Ten, but he deserved to be first team, second team, or third team all-conference. Wherever you want to put Bo Braid, he didn't deserve to be an honorable mention. And I also thought Dante Trader, his other safety duo, should have been at least an honorable mention, but for some reason Dante wasn't. But Dante had some huge plays during the season. But I thought they messed up our safety duo. I think our safety duo is one of the best in the Big Ten. And Bo Bray tweeted out that after the Rutgers game that their one of their coaches had said that Maryland's secondary in the back end is the best that he's watched on tape in all the Big Ten. So it's not just me seeing that. It's also guys that have real football eyes that can see that Bo Braid and Dante Trader were definitely snubbed, I think, off the list overall but a maryland basketball player has started to break out right in front of us we'll talk about that after this ad from linkedin these days new potential hires can feel like high stakes wagers for your small business you want to be 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Jordan Geronimo has broken out right in front of us, and he has looked like one of our best players. He started off me questioning, should he even get playing time to looking like he's our best player on off, one of our best players offensively, defensively. Overall, Jordan Geronimo is the key this season. He brings balance, like I said, to the lineup. He brings a supporting cast. He brings an extra scoring ability. He brings an athleticism. He brings defensive ability. Jordan Geronimo, we knew, had all the talent, but has absolutely started to come out. I wasn't sure about Jordan Geronimo going into the year. Usually guys like this, like a Jordan Geronimo that transfers from an Indiana type of school and all a Big Ten type of school and only averages like three points per game at that type of school and is kind of that four type of player that's really athletic but hasn't been able to, to find his groove offensively, usually look at it and say they usually don't work out most of the time. But Jordan Geronimo – has started to look great over these last couple of games. And he started off really slow. He looked not comfortable, not sure what his role was in the first couple of games of the season. Didn't look like he was having the most fun on the court. Looked like he was trouble finding how he fit in exactly on the team. And the stats back that up in terms of the points. The first game against Mount St. Mary's, Geronimo only had two points against Davidson where Maryland absolutely needed scoring. Geronimo only scored four against UAB only had four and against Villanova only at two points and went over five from the three point arc. But since that kind of terrible period for the Maryland Terrapins where we dropped three in a row in the first game of the season where we did win Jordan Geronimo, where he didn't look the best in those that first part of the season, the first half of the season, I'll say ever since that, he has broken out and looked like one of the best players on our team and looks like a guy that we're going to need, that we're going to depend on. And 
we do need him and we do, will depend on down the stretch and going into the Big Ten play. And it starts on Friday. But Jordan Geronimo has looked so good. He's been on a heater ever since. UMBC started to improve with nine points. I was looking at it and I said the nine points was a perfect Geronimo game. He shot a really high percentage from the field and he did some really good things and he was able to score nine. But then against South Alabama, he dropped 14. And I said, oh, shoot, Jordan Geronimo might be here. Okay, one time it's like, okay, can you do it again? Two times it's like, okay, it starts to become a pattern. Three times it's really starting to become a pattern, and it's really kind of you really know that it's not a fluke. By the third game, he had 15 points last night against Ryder, and he shot 100% from the field against Ryder. So he's doing this at a highly efficient level, which is extremely important. He's not taking a ton of threes anymore. He can shoot that three ball, but especially against teams that have ran zone, he looks great against zone, running that lower baseline and catching the ball, dunking it, doing different things that his athleticism allows him to do. But Jordan Duranmo absolutely looks like one of our better players and is absolutely broken out. And the Terps are going to need him on Friday against Indiana. He's gone from a guy that I was like, like I said, I wasn't sure if he should really be playing a ton. I definitely didn't think he should be in the starting lineup. He looked a little bit lost. And now I look at him and I say, I'm pretty confident in Jordan Geronimo. I think he's found himself as a Terp, and I think he's found his role. And every game isn't going to be 15 for Jordan Geronimo. That's just not going to happen. But if he can continue to get like 8, 9, 7, 10 points a game, then I think that's a great spot for him to be because right now he's averaging around 7 points um, and so those slow starts kind of balance out with the 15 and 14 and 9 that he had. So he's averaging about 7. If he can continue to stay around 8, 9 points, if he's getting that about per game, I think that's a great spot for Jordan Geronimo to be because we said going into the year we desperately need him to become more of a scoring option because the Terps definitely need scoring. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here Every single day talking Maryland football and basketball as football season winds down. We're going to be here every day talking basketball. So if you're a Maryland fan, make sure you like and subscribe. And thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.